And we are the Extra Sisters, so sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to another hype episode, and in this episode we are going to be talking about a new film, funny enough, by Ubisoft, because it's made (laughs) off a video game, and when I saw that pop up on the screen, I was like, Ubisoft, what the hell? Are they making movies now, or (laughs) what what is happening? It's because it's based off a video game by the same name. We're talking about the new film Werewolves Within, and I did not know that was a video game, to be perfectly honest with you. But shows what I know. <laughs> it came out in 2016, I guess. And it's interesting because maybe this was a super popular video game, but I'd never heard of it. And then it got like a full on movie, but mm-hmm. it looks like it's a blasty blast. Yeah, I had never heard of the game until the movie started getting hype and I was hearing about it everywhere. I know. I didn't actually hear about this movie. So was it getting good hype when you were hearing about it? It was getting good hype when I was hearing about it. Once it came out, it was getting not so good reviews. Interesting. So I do have the Rotten Tomatoes pulled up and it's it has fewer than 50 ratings on the audience side and about 103 critic ratings. So not a ton of things have come in yet. And of course, Rotten Tomatoes is not like the end all be all of rating systems, right? That just Mm -hmm. seems to be as far as film lovers go, like kind of a, you can kind of get a general idea of how it's going to be, but obviously sometimes we agree and sometimes we disagree with Rotten Tomatoes and that's, Mm -hmm. that's fine. But this is a horror comedy and it is obviously about werewolves or a werewolf and it very much reminded me it was really hard for me to put my finger on what film or like films this reminded me of it was kind of like clue though is where I landed Mm -hmm. but like who's the werewolf yeah it was I agree it was like a lot of different pieces from a lot of different films and I think it reminded me of clue so much is because some of the humor was like that kind of like Stupid, but not stupid in like the Will Ferrell kind of way. You know, it's like very in your face and it's definitely obviously supposed to be that way and doesn't take itself too seriously, but it's still a serious, like we got to figure this out kind of whodunit, but there's ridiculousness amongst the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So basically the premise of this film is we open with our park ranger character. He is headed to this very isolated Vermont town. I believe it's in Vermont. And they are, this town is about to get a pipeline, but they're super pissed about it. But then some people are super excited about it. And so this town is basically at war with itself, this group, because they're going to get a lot of money. These citizens kind of get to divide up this money among themselves but we have some people that are environmentalists and some people that just care about the money which is kind of an interesting dynamic so it has to be a unanimous vote to get this pipeline and that becomes like an integral part of the conflict of this film now i'm gonna go through the plot a little bit but it's actually very simple so this will probably be a pretty short episode so just bear with me for a minute here 
So park ranger comes in. He's an outsider. He's been hired to be the ranger here. We also have this environmentalist doctor and she's a professor. She's here also kind of overseeing this pipeline. And then we have like the greasy capitalist. I'm building the fucking pipeline. Mm -hmm. Just trying to convince everyone that this is a good thing for this city. With his huge phallus literally in the middle of the town of his pipeline information. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And then we have all the townspeople and there's a bunch of different characters. There is a gay couple and they are very adamantly against the pipeline because they moved, literally moved out to this little bitty town to enjoy the scenery. And they're like, you're going to fucking ruin it. Right. You're going to kill it. The basically Trump people that want the pipeline. (laughs) Right. Because she wants a craft store and she wants people to come through because of the craft store, which I don't, do people come through because of a pipeline? I don't get it. I don't. And one of my other things was like, who the fuck is going to go to your craft store? Yeah. Um, okay. Makes no her, sense. Yeah. But she just wants money. And it's like, yeah. these people are so like, it's such a small town. Like if she wants a craft store, it, it also kind of reminds me of the little, I know this is so stupid and random, but the little town in cars, it's like, they just have stores for each other. Yeah, basically. You know what I mean? Like, it's definitely small town like that. Yeah. There's like nine people or something <laughs> right. in the whole town. And then we have this very like redneck couple. They work on cars and they basically hate each other, but they love each other so fiercely. You know, like I fucking hate you. And somebody looks at the other one the wrong way and she's like, don't fucking touch him. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah, people. exactly. But they're also the like druggy gun kind of ghetto type people right and then you also have the inn owner she basically owns this huge house and puts up everyone and she's kind of like the town mother almost Mm -hmm. she's also very anti-pipeline she does not want this and she's we see her in the beginning talking to this man like no, I don't think this is a very good idea. And he's like, oh, it's it's happening. Like, okay. Yeah, he's like no. salesman-y trying to talk down to her. It pissed me off so much. And then we have this male lady. She's very young. So she is the new male person in this town. She's probably like, you know, mid-20s-ish. And she becomes the, I guess, love interest of our new ranger, even though I say love interest very lightly because they know each other for like a day. Right. And I think that's pretty much everyone. They're all kind of coupled up and except for the inn owner because there's this whole gossipy story about her husband ran off with this woman and they went to Belize. Except we have this man who's not a part of the community, but he is. He's this hermit, yeah. basically. He lives in a house and all along the path to his property, it's like, you'll be shot if you step foot on this property. Which he does threaten the ranger when he comes up to his property with a gun and tells him to basically fuck off. Mm-hmm. So, And he obviously becomes a very important part of the story. So... Cecily and our ranger, his name is Finn. So Finn and Cecily are kind of our two main characters here. We're most interested in them. And when we just have our resonance and 
our first night here, a blizzard knocks out all of the power and one of our residents, our very annoying craft lady, her dog gets eaten by an unknown animal. And then after that, the next morning, she shows up at the end. Pretty much the whole town shows up because she's made a scene, which is fair. Like, her dog got eaten. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. And, like, it's so funny because they do make these characters very over the top. And so the way that she keeps saying, like, or talking about her dog and bringing up her dog is, like, in all these really inappropriate spots. And I just found the humor... Kristen disagrees with me about this being funny, apparently. (laughs) I thought it was funny. So, like, she was very annoying, but written to be very annoying and putting, like, what about my dog? What about my dog? They, like, find a dead body at some point, and she's like, but what about my dog? So, I I thought the humor was pretty funny. It's very... I I feel like all I got was, like, my lip, like, curled up. Like, that was it. I didn't chuckle. I didn't do anything. I was like, okay, yeah, that's let's let's keep going. I didn't – okay, I didn't particularly, like, laugh out loud either, but it was – this was very amusing to me. This whole movie was very amusing. Like, definitely, like, spoiler alert, I, like, I will watch this movie again. I guess I wouldn't, like th- – well, I wouldn't think about turning it on all the time, but, like, I, I was pleasurable enough to where I'd be like, yeah, that was a, that was a good movie. Like, I <laughs> would tell Brad to watch this. I think he'd think it was funny, so. But anyways – so basically we're trying to figure out what happened and then all the powers out and they figure out because the ranger, this new Finn guy that just walked into town, he's kind of taking lead on the investigation here. And he figures out that somebody or something has ruined all their power generators and they're like deep cuts. They look like claw marks or cuts with a knife. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd be brave enough to cut a generator with a knife. I uh, totally, absolutely would not do that. Mm-mm. Which is a conclusion they come to later. But I was like, mm, I mean, would you get electrocuted if you cut a generator with a knife? I feel like yes, but I guess I don't know enough. That's why I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there'd be easier ways to destroy a generator. Well, maybe. I mean, maybe not. There's got to be like some wires or something you can cut. Yeah, exactly. Cut those. But Which it looks I guess like big old claw marks, basically. Yeah, but I guess also cutting wires would be like an electrocution risk, though, right? True. It doesn't matter. The gen- yeah, it all just seems bad. <laughs> everyone's generators are cut. Huge blizzard coming through, and also our snowplow's not working mysteriously because the part they ordered for it didn't come in. So right, and she we got to see that in the beginning that our mechanic druggy people were bitching about how they weren't getting their deliveries and it's like okay what the fuck's going on with that we are out in the middle of nowhere you know yeah it could take some time who knows and all the while this like over the top like doctor person like i said everybody's character is very like i guess not super super exaggerated there are certain characters that are very exaggerated you can definitely tell that they are supposed to be these like stereotypical characters you know definitely definitely yeah like satirical characters almost and so but not all of them are like that but like this doctor professor character definitely one of them and she was 
like not supposed to be like she was supposed to be funny but not she didn't have like one-liners or anything like that but just her character was very like she had old computers that didn't really make sense with the times and things like that mm-hmm. and like there was like all these old machines and it was very like you know universal type shit and so she's like taking all these samples from like the dog leash and stuff like that and doing all these experiments and she's being very quiet and keeping to herself and then while the ranger is investigating he finds the dead body of the husband of the innkeeper that we thought ran off with a girl to belize and then we're taking more samples and poor janine's poor janine's david under just underneath the porch so because of that they decide to barricade themselves in the lodge all night and like safety in numbers which that's what i would do like if i was in the situation except Mm -hmm. they still split up into separate rooms Mm -hmm. that's where i now granted they do lock it up they assume that this thing that's eating people is outside and that's a fair assumption to make because nobody here is fucking assuming werewolves right right they're like it's a massive wolf or fucking coyote or something like that but you know they split up and that night the craft lady's husband has his hand bitten off by someone and the professor decides that she's going to grab a sample, run it a little bit more, and she concludes that it's a, she says it's a lichen, so a werewolf. And she freaks the fuck out. She's, like, wigging Mm -hmm. out. She locks herself in her room, and if anybody comes up to the room, she starts just shooting at them. And she's a huge opponent of this pipeline. So the guy that is putting, like, the one that wants the pipeline there, the whole reason he's there is to put in this pipeline works for the pipeline. People sneaks into her room and all of a sudden she's dead. And he's like, ah, she committed suicide. Yeah. I hate how like they bring that up later, but they don't actually really talk about it. He definitely killed her. Like he, he fucking killed her. Yeah. Because she's like, didn't want the pipeline there. Yeah. And like, the whole like later you find out that like this werewolf has been pitting all of these people against each other so that they all just kill themselves so that she can basically or he whoops i mean you're gonna figure it out anyways (laughs) (laughs) so that they can just eat all spring which is smart because then They don't have to get their hands dirty. They don't have to do all the killing because I'm sure it's exhausting and messy. They don't want to hunt anymore. So they just get all of these people stir crazy and scared and panicked. And also there are certain people that are super manipulative and shitty. So they just have each other. She just has. They just have (laughs) them take each other out. Mm -hmm. It's easy. So this guy takes this person out because well there's an opponent out it has to be unanimous unanimous vote so let's just keep the ones alive that want the pipeline right easy peasy easy excuse here so now all the rest of the people in the lodge consider staying together so that the person killing them has to come out of hiding but pretty much everyone except for the ranger and sicily 
go back home, which is like the dumbest idea. <laughs> yeah. But basically, this whole town, the town's called Beaverfield, by the way. Yes, yes, it is. And exactly what I was just talking about starts to happen. They just start fucking killing each other. Like, the craft lady, so the gay couple, again, they do not want this pipeline. She kills one of them because she wants the money from the pipeline. And she wants her craft store. Exactly. She says when she kills, she fucking stabs one of those maple things that you put in trees to get maple syrup out of. She stabs one of those in his neck while telling him that she wants her craft store. She's insane. It's like, yes, it's a werewolf movie, but it's also like this kind of, maybe I'm like thinking about it too much, but it's like this piece on how people treat each other when like money and greed is involved. It's very much like the United States, you know? (laughs) Yes. I mean, you can definitely feel that just the, the gay couple, that are doing their quote-unquote stereotypical gay things like yoga and stuff like that. And then you have the Trump-type people that have their signs on their lawns. And Literally. they want the pipe. Yeah, they want their pipeline and they have their guns and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, they literally had signs for the pipeline in their yard that kept getting vandalized. But mm-hmm. they just kept replacing them. Mm-hmm. So it's not subtle. No. Like, they're getting at something here, (laughs) you know. And so, yeah, they just start killing people, like, one by one. And then the the gay man's husband, like, the his husband gets revenge because he actually kills her and ends up (laughs) fucking, her head ends up in a wood stove that's on fire, which is kind of fun, (laughs) you know. And we have the man that wants to do the pipeline actually kill him, unfortunately, the other gay man. And yeah, but he was getting ready to kill our male woman because he's been saying like they've they've all come up with these weird things that makes a werewolf. And one of them is you're the seventh child born in a family. And this guy talks about how if you're the seventh child in the family where is he from i don't remember i don't remember either he he's from someplace in south america and he said that you know if you're the seventh child of a family then they kill you because otherwise you're a werewolf and this male woman drops that she's the seventh child in a family and he's like oh my god it's her and she tries he tries to kill her and then he ends up getting killed instead yeah And, like, there's a huge explosion, though, which is super awesome because so the guy that is putting in the pipeline shoots the other gay man when he is going to kill the male woman because he thinks she's the werewolf. But then right when now the pipeline guy is going to kill her because he's trying to draw the ranger out and blaming the ranger for being the werewolf or the killer. Then he didn't actually, the gay man didn't actually die and then blows him up, which is oh, the irony we love. We love to see it. <laughs> right. Just because there's like a thing in the middle of their town that's just, you know, propaganda for yeah, the pipeline. Yeah, his giant phallus. It's just right. spewing fire attached to this pipeline yep and it blows him up yeah but the sad part the sad irony is 
the gay man who was saying that she was the seventh child, so she must be the werewolf and she's got to die, he was actually correct. And she is the werewolf. And we find that out when we go back to her place. And yeah, our... she has like this bar. She just like yeah, commandeered it. <laughs> it's weird. And the ranger ends up putting it all together. Right. So when they, he's been injured, like, he, like pretty severely, but like not severely enough to where he's like dying or anything. So while they are in the bar, Finn starts putting these weird things together. Like that Dave, who was the one found under the porch, was the previous mail carrier. And then all yeah. of a sudden, she's the mail carrier. Yeah, and he finds her room of all these packages that she has never delivered. Why wouldn't she be delivering them? Right. And finds the guy's cell phone and his ID. Mm-hmm. So then he's like, oh, shit, it's you, huh? And she's like, yeah, I turned them all against each other so that it would be easier on me and they would just do the dirty work. And now they're, she literally says, now they're just all on ice and I have food for a while. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they've been blaming a lot of people. So at first it was like, the first thing she did was they blamed it on the hermit and they went to try to like get his help in hunting because he's a great hunter. And she planted the dog collar in his house to start there. But then everyone was like, well, what if it's Janine? Cause her husband was under the porch. And so she just started all of these, like, it's you, it's you, it's you. And mm -hmm. that's what broke them all up. Right. Cause humans are humans. Yeah. So yeah and then the hermit comes down and saves our forest ranger before he can get eaten but then they don't actually kill her and they're like hey you want a sandwich and our freaking bnb &B owner is there and they're like oh she can make it and instead she comes in and shoots the werewolf and she saves the day and i loved that part the fact that she's like yeah. make your own damn sandwich yeah so she, it was actually she that ended up saving the day. Yeah. Even though we hadn't seen her in a while or thought and about her in a while. she was fucked up for a while thinking about her husband and stuff. And you're like, oh, God, she's going to be a basket case and die. No, she saved the day. She did. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a pretty simple plot line. But like I liked the it's the characters enough. Like I thought the humor it's like. I don't know if I'd call it dry, but, like, it's not, like, super... It's not, like, Shaun of the Dead type humor mm -hmm. either. But it's also not, like, the office kind of humor. I don't really know how to describe it. But it's definitely one of those movies that... Where it's not, like, making fun of werewolf movies, but also it's not seriously a werewolf movie. But it is. Mm -hmm. I don't really know how to describe it. It's It has its own feel to it, but it's also like movies I've seen before. So it's super weird. And I know that's not helpful at all. And I'm so sorry. Like I thought it was funny enough, but was I like in tears or even really laughing that much? No, but I thought it was enjoyable. Like for me, I actually quite enjoyed it and enjoyed the characters. And I could have like, I thought it got to the point quick enough. So I mean, I would probably honestly recommend it. I thought it was a fun time. Right now on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave, give it an 86 and the audience gives it an 85. Damn. I know yeah. it was getting some good 
percentages so far, but I don't know. For me, it was pretty middle of the road, just a three. Meh. I probably would honestly give it a four. I really enjoyed it, and it was short enough to where it wasn't like drawn out. It was about an hour 36, if I remember correctly. And I know most of this was just like kind of going through the plot, but like there isn't a ton of like commentary that I feel like I could do that would really give you much critically because it is just kind of what it is. It's Mm -hmm. like horror comedies are hard because they just are trying to basically go with tropes yeah you can't really tear it apart because they know that's why they're doing it so right and and like you can hate them Mm -hmm. obviously but that's they're like eh sure right you know so what whatever like I don't really care because that's what they're there for now especially for being a video game movie a lot of people tend to really dislike those Mm -hmm. i was really surprised that it was as good as it was since it was a video game movie yeah and i liked that the two main characters they tend to go off each other and they're kind of like their back and forth is really good even yeah i really liked their relationship together yeah until she's fucking yeah until she's the bad guy yeah so, yeah, I I definitely like like a I really like whodunit movies though a lot. So maybe I'm a little biased. I really enjoy whodunit movies. I have since Clue. I watched Clue when I was a kid, and so things like that. I just they really just do it for me. I so. do too, but I feel like I don't know. This one put me off a little bit because there were so many of oh it's you no it's you no it's you no it's you and I don't know. It just got to be a lot much after a while for me. And I know that's what a whodunit is, but usually they give you like three or four it's that person, not every single person in this community. Yeah, there were only two that I like seriously. I was like, it's the pipeline dude or it's her. Those mm-hmm. were like, you know, but I, th- yeah, I, I definitely think without the two main characters though, like those were cast very well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it would have been as good without those two. So there's a lot to be said for the casting and their chemistry. So, you know, without those two, it may not have been as good. So there is a lot to say for that. Agreed. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. If you see Werewolves Within, let us know what you think. I do believe this is available for streaming, but it is also in theaters. So, you know, I know a lot of people aren't comfortable yet going to theaters, but if you do see it, let us know what you think. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Everything is the Extra Sisters podcast, except for Twitter, which is at the Extra Sisters. And if you would like extra content, fun little mail from us, and to be able to request movies, you can go over to Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters podcast. Until next time, stay creepy.